gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I'm Zen the Cheerful. I'm David the Demon. And I, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I am Emily the Cold because the AC just kicked on. Nice. (laughs) So today we're talking about the evolution of the California Disney parks. We'll be looking at the changes to the parks over the years, lower tech rides like f- the Fantasyland Dark Rides versus the cutting edge technology rides like the Rise of the Resistance and the IP rides versus original concept rides. Right. So to get started, we want to take a look at some of the lower tech rides, like Zen mentioned, the, the Fantasyland Dark, ri- Dark Room rides. But also some of the water rides, we're talking about more like Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, that kind of thing. And I guess we could also throw into that discussion some of the no-tech rides, like the Tarzan's Treehouse walkthrough and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So let's just get straight to the meat of the question. Do low-tech rides still have a place in the Disney parks, or are they waiting to be innovated? I think it's nice to have some of the lower (laughs) tech rides. I mean, I like a good mix because it helps you appreciate some of the higher tech rides. And at the same time, I feel like if everything was just cutting edge, high tech, in your face, magic, lights, sounds, effects, whatever, it's a bit too much. I think it's nice to have kind of a breather and to really just enjoy some of the simple mechanics. Like even uh, Big Thunder Mountain. You know, like, it's just a nice roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, it's got a couple little cool things, but even, like, the goat, like, nothing on that is super, like, high-tech crazy. Even, like, the right. ending explosion scene that they added, like, it's it's nice and simple, but it's still so much fun. It doesn't need to have a 100 attract or audio animatronics and, like, crazy stuff added, you know? See, I guess that kind of begs the question of what do you consider lower tech? Because for me, that ride, Big Thunder Mountain, falls on the spectrum of higher tech rides since it has a system of suspension and braking and it's a steel roller coaster. It has animatronics in it. It almost, for me, it feels like lower tech rides would be like, (laughs) like, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where your brakes are ramming somebody else from behind. <laughs> I think that in this place, I would say, Uh-oh. I mean, have you guys ever heard of Occam's Razor, the concept? Yes. Okay. No. For those no. of you who are unfamiliar, <laughs> Occam's Razor is a, a tool in philosophy that people often use, which is to say that the most simple solution to a problem is often the best or most fitting one. I would like to then introduce Walt's razor and Walt's razor says that if you don't need to do it technologically huge, then don't because I agree with you, Jennifer. I think that there's so much stuff at the Disneyland parks that I don't need to see it innovated all the way to the teeth. I don't need to see Pirates of the Caribbean get a huge high-tech reboot. I just mm-hmm. don't need that. And in a way, that's part of the charm of the ride. Maybe that's just me, though. I don't know. I'm sure there are some people out there who would disagree. I mean, I I feel like I'm along the same lines as you, David, and Jennifer. Uh, I like a mix, not only because 
it does not everything needs to be high tech, but also it's like nice to see what was like an original ride and how it you actually ride it as an original ride um, versus like this was an original ride, but they upgraded it in 2010 or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it loses like the the nostalgia and like the classic like original Disney feel. Yeah, um, but I do appreciate having the balance because I wouldn't want everything to be like original original because then it would be kind of boring in a way. Like it wouldn't have that much variety. Um, it become a museum then. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I good with innovation, but like selective innovation. Sure. As needed. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with a blend. Okay. Um, there's a Japanese word called uh the best way it can be trans it might be shibui which is i don't pronounce it proper i'm probably butchering it but it's a term called elegant simplicity Mm. and for an example an elegant simplicity in food would be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich how do you improve a peanut butter and jelly sandwich it's just timeless, right? Yeah, I mean, you can change the bread, but, you know, does sourdough bread necessarily make it better? You can change the grape jelly to, like, strawberry jelly, but does it really make it better? You can make it with soy butter. Does it really make it better? Mm-hmm. It, it's just, like, there's some things that are just perfectly elegant and simple, and they're just perfect as is. There's no need for improvement. So hmm. some of the... Um, and I've mentioned this before, was that one of my favorite rides, uh, which actually not even a ride, was in Disneyland Paris, they had a Alice in Wonderland thing. And essentially what it was is you walk through a maze, uh, a hedge maze. Oh, yeah. And as you walk through the hedge maze and you come into different, it was actually a maze, as you would come into an opening, it would reveal a new room like a dark ride. Hmm. And then you would go walk around in there and then you would run around in the hedge and then you find another featured area and it would show another scene from Alice in Wonderland. Hmm. And I thought this was amazing because you could shove as many people as you want in there. Number two, you could take everyone takes their own time. So if a kid wants to pose next to a statue, they can hang out there. Other kids just want to run around in the maze. It was many things to depending on who you are. It actually, um, as opposed to a dark ride, Pretty much everyone gets the same dark ride. You get a different experience in a maze like that. So I thought it's elegant simplicity. You know, I just thought it was very, very well done. Mm -hmm. So if you do something simple and well, it could be just as wonderful as Rise to the Resistance, which uses all the bells and whistles like technology. Mm -hmm. So as long as the... um the design rises to the occasion. I think that old rides can be great. Um, yeah. Just as good as a new one using right. old technology. Yeah. But there's a reason I, that there's classic attractions that kind of have stood the test of time since like the twenties or something, you know, right. sure. same sure. thing is, well, how about this? It's like the same thing is like, you can watch Cinderella and it's just as magical to a, a young person as it was when we were a kid yeah. or our parents. Mm-hmm, totally. So the thing is, it's still magical. It doesn't, it's, it stands the test of time. However, 
there is one caveat is that sometimes there are things that start to get dated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there are things where, um, for example, if we still had the exact Monsanto house of the future, which we're talking about, they had like a plastic mushroom house that was in the middle of Tomorrowland and they had all that kind of, um, it is uh, all that technology that was supposed to be in the future and we're in that future and we don't have any of that. I mean, it becomes this kind of steampunk kind of thing <laughs> where it's just like, well, this isn't relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. So some things may need to be updated. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for example, if they had a Masanto's house of the future, I would love to see it with solar cells and maybe things that were more green or yeah. you know, maybe a lot of features of small house living that type mm-hmm. of stuff. And yeah. so, I mean, it could be updated. So some things need to be updated, but you know, some of them could be updated with technology. I like old stuff and I like new stuff. So, yeah, I, I think sometimes they kind of like change as time goes on too. you know, like right. if you look at jungle cruise, it's basically the same as when it first opened, like some changes, but not a whole lot, but now it's become more kind of like comedic and kitschy in the fact that it's kind of lower tech, you know, like the, like when they make the joke about, Oh, spear, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Noises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think the jungle cruise was originally supposed to be a serious ride. It was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can find old recordings of the narration and it is so dry. Like, oh and gosh. you have to remember, like, this was oh. during the time when they were doing the true life adventure type of stuff. So, like, you know, let's follow the adventures of this animal and blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of where Jungle Cruise came in. And originally they even wanted to have real animals. And then they realized, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to be sleeping during the time that all the guests are there. It's going to be really costly, all that stuff. So it became just the audio animatronics. But yeah, I mean, that narration is, it's pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) Go listen to it. (laughs) I mean, again, just to add another comment in here, I am sort of sitting somewhere in the middle of where everybody is coming in here. I guess to add on to what you were saying, Zen, the only place that I am unequivocally in favor of more innovation and development is in the realm of comfort and i think you brought up somebody brought up a really great point with the matterhorn bobsleds because i love that ride to death i think it's a classic ride that has withstood the test of time but it is a chiropractic journey and i would really really (laughs) love to see whenever they get the chance i mean maybe they're doing it right now who knows they are not opening anytime soon to see them have the opportunity to innovate that to redo the tracks and make it more comfortable would be awesome but also i guess that brings up the more complicated point and i'm sorry that i'm being complicated but if they start innovating everything one by one by one is it still the original ride i don't know hmm. it's an interesting question to say the least I, mean, I don't care. Pirates of the Caribbean. They've kind of updated that, but it's still <clears throat> it's still pirates. Right. You know. It's still pirates. I'm just like if they you know take out the Yetis and Matterhorn and then they redo the tracks and then they redo the features and everything. You run across that question. Is it the same ride? Is it the same quote unquote low tech ride? Or is it 
been completely revolutionized. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't also care because I still love that <laughs> ride. I just trying to fit something into the discussion here. Well, yeah. I tell you what, if they're going to keep that darned uh, Finding Nemo, get us a submarine that we can oh get my into. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, as the tall man on this show, I fully second that opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm only a moderately tall man, and that is just, I mean... I know. It, it's not comfy. It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, that when you're trying to like shove all the teenagers into the VW Beetle. Yeah. I mean, that's the same experience. <laughs> all the clowns coming out of the car at the circus. Exact same experience. It's not just not built for tall people. It's not built for adult full-sized people. Well, yeah. you know what? I was thinking about the demographic and it's really designed for short people without hats and legs. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and if you're if you fit that demographic, you're okay. And Otherwise, you're gonna have a really hard time fitting that though, because it's a very narrow demographic. Very. <laughs> and if you if you want to be if you want to be inclusive, by all means, keep it. But you know, I'm just 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 suggestions from your friends at Main Street UCI. <laughs> oh, uh, God. So. If if nobody else has anything to add to this discussion, I think we are okay to move on. I think that's been uh, a pretty good, you know, accumulation of ideas. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to return, and we'll talk about the IPs and their increasing presence in the Disney parks. So stay with Ooh. us. We'll be right back. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. And we're back. So... For part two of our parks evolution discussion, we are going to discuss the IP-based rides. So rides like Rise of the Resistance or Jesse's Critter Carousel, that they're based on existing intellectual property versus something like Pirates of the Caribbean that was a ride first and then a movie second. So do we think all IPs are the future of all rides? Are there too many what do you guys think? Well, I've been pondering this, right? And mm-hmm. the thing about it is that I am an outspoken voice, I know, here for saying that the parks have too many IPs in them. But I've been thinking about it, and there are even more IPs in the park than you would think. It's just because they haven't developed during my lifetime and therefore i haven't noticed them does that make Mm -hmm. sense like you know i rarely have ever think about the fact that the dumbo ride is based on an ip or mr toad's wild ride is based on an ip toad's wild ride i mean i've never seen that you know but it's based on an ip yeah Mm -hmm. and i've been you know and is that even on Disney Plus? I've been over the years. I've always wanted to see what the heck that was. It might no be. Idea. It's it's like a joint thing. It's uh, Wind in the Willows and what's the other one? Headless Horseman. Right. And how? I mean, even it's very loose. But the King Arthur's Carousel technically 
based on yeah. the name is based on an IP. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. They're forgotten IPs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. An interesting well, thought. Right. Think of uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. I oh, mean, yeah. Nine, yeah. I, I will tell you something like 80% of the population has not seen who's framed Roger Rabbit. Right. Which is a I shame. mean, which is a great <laughs> film. I just actually rewatched it on Disney Plus. It was, it, Bob Hoskins is amazing. He's so good. Yeah. Right. But, but at the same time, you know, yeah. Did you have a conclusion to your statement, David? I Fault? don't know if I do. I'm I'm <laughs> throwing many <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm just throwing around many different ideas in my head as to why it feels like now more than ever to me there are too many Disney IPs in the park and I think for me personally and I this is going to be a controversial idea so I open it up disagreement. But I think for me now more than ever it's being used on rides where it's not necessary. Mm. I'll and agree this is with especially that. pertaining to the California adventure side of things, because the thing about Disneyland is that I, maybe another reason why we don't often notice the fact that it's so based on IPs is because it's Disneyland. It's always been sort of based on IPs. So that kind of is where things fit. Okay, I guess- David, I got I, I might have an idea what is what what what's putting your um, underwear in a box. Let me quickly wrap up oh, and then yeah. I will let <laughs> okay. you jump in here. I okay. think I had just built up this haven in my mind of like California Adventure, the place where we don't need to have IPs, and now it's being <clears> taken <throat> over. So maybe that's why I'm adverse to it. But I'm more than open to hearing your idea. Okay, I here's a thought, okay? Sure. Um a lot. Okay, so like when you go to Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, you go on and it's like, okay, and maybe you know the original stuff, original movie or the what the short it was made from, maybe you don't. You go to Roger Rabbit, same thing, you you feel like, oh, it's a wonderful ride, you may know the original IP, you may not have may not have seen it. Now, however, there's a lot of these things now are attached to an IP, and it almost feels like they're designed to sell merchandise. Hmm. So Maybe. the ones, the so the ones that are older that have I that are IP based, were not so much merchandising opportunities even and like you know used to be we go to the pirates in the caribbean it's like oh yeah you might come out with a sword or something like that but over the years it has become increasingly how much stuff we can can we sell to them once they get off the ride hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a little bit uncomfortable and like i tell you what jungle cruise is gonna be right <clears throat> it's right. gonna pretty soon it's gonna be all merchandise right. everyone's gonna have um the rock's hat <laughs> so i'm wondering if or the rock himself or the Maybe. rock. Yeah. I know rock action figure. Rock, rent yeah. the rock. Yes. Just rent him. I want to <laughs> Okay, I know I've been talking a lot, so I really want to open this up to to Emily and Jennifer. I just want to say one thing, which is that point to be considered here is that I agree with you except for the fact that Galaxy's Edge is so unremittingly awesome 
that it almost <laughs> seems to go against that idea. But seriously, <laughs> I've talked to them, so please. Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> Galaxy's <laughs> Edge has made so many people more hardcore fans of Star Wars. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, okay. If you look at just the original, like the very beginning days of Disneyland, some of it actually was marketing. Like the reason that it's Sleeping Beauty Castle is because during that time, Sleeping Beauty was coming out. So that's part of why they made it Sleeping Beauty's Castle. It wasn't like Disney was like, oh, that one's my favorite. Let's choose that one. It was kind of partially a marketing thing, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think it wasn't designed to sell merchandise. Well, I mean, it it was kind of designed to push the movie, and then there was merchandise surrounding that. So, I mean, you could kind of argue either way. But for me, really, I kind of, I I think there's always been IPs in the park. And I think part of that has always been, you know, to make people more familiar with the characters and also... I there's some kind of stories of, you know, Disney receiving these letters. I really wish there was a place where I could go and and meet, you know, Snow White and and Mickey Mouse and the whole thing. And and so that's why Mm -hmm. then you've got their rides in the parks. But I I think for me, the only time I really have a problem with any IPs is when you start out with something that's original and then you force it into an IP mold. Like when uh, Pirates of the Caribbean introduced all those Jack Sparrow animatronics. I really kind of hated that change because it felt too much like, okay, you had all these really fun characters. You had like the dirty foot pirate, you had red, the, you know, wench pirates, you've got the auctioneer, you've got like all these, these fun pirates that you know and love, even though they don't really have a story. And then you're kind of pushing them aside. So this way Jack Sparrow can be the star of the show. You know, revisionist history. Right. Yeah. So like that, that's the only time I really have an issue is when it's like, okay, we're going to take a ride that's already good. And now we're going to like shoehorn it and make it into a marketing tool. Yeah. I'm waiting for storing the movie, by the way. (laughs) Oh, Oh, (laughs) so really, Jennifer, really, Jennifer, what you seem to be talking about is one, either rides that didn't have an IP before and Disney added an IP to the layout or rides that were based on an IP, but then suddenly decided, you know what, we're going to shove it in your face, kind of. Am I reading you correctly? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, if it's, I, I personally like to have a good mix. I don't think everything needs to be attached to an IP, cough, cough, Pixar, Pierre, <laughs> but at the same time, like if it starts out that way, I think it's it's fun. You know, I, I like the idea, especially when you're a little kid, that you get to go to Fantasyland and you get to go, quote unquote, visit these characters by going on their ride. You know, it's like, right. I, I was obsessed with Peter Pan when I was a little kid. And anytime I got to go on that ride, it was just like, yay, I get to like see my favorites, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I was pretty hateful about all the Disney characters going into a small world Mm -hmm. originally. (laughs) I think I'm starting to warm up to it a little bit just because it gives uh, children two things. Children from around the world. Oh, this is a record. It's like a recognition of, oh, this is a character from my part of the world. So Mm -hmm. I am beginning. And then also it has children who are more local. Oh, um, you know, Little Mermaid is an American, or you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cinderella's so from I'm, France. Wow. Yeah. 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 Kind of 
Um, it's like yeah. fun Easter eggs. Um, yeah, so it, yeah. It, I'm warming up to it, but I mean, I, originally I was really pretty upset when they. It's like, look, it was a, it was nonpartisan. It was neutral. Disney, like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, uh, Emily, do you want to jump in here? What yeah, totally. I mean, I'm agreeing with everything you guys are saying, um, and I think it was. I feel like we have mutual feeling about California adventures changes. Cause I feel like that obviously that whole side of Disney has been very IP based, many IP changes um, because I loved California adventure. And I'm sure we've talked about this in previous episodes, um, but I loved California adventure because it was California specific and mm-hmm. everything about it was California. And then as soon as like the Pixar pier happened or like they changed all of these things, I am still very upset about Mm. the fact that it's no longer California. Like what is the point of the name if it's like maybe a third or like a quarter of it is really California? I'm I'm still convinced that in the next few years we will see a name change for that entire park. (sighs) There's no way that you don't in my mind. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm sure of it. As if they keep going at the pace that they're going and just, I mean, look at, look at the lands that we have right now, right? We have Pixar Pier. Mm-hmm. We have Cars Land. We will have Marvel Studios or what Avengers Campus or yeah. Yeah, Avengers <laughs> Campus. Then we'll, the only real California based things that we have left will be the Hollywood studios, which you could which really isn't you know, even really it's really yeah, not even Hollywood Studios. And oh, you could I got a great name. That. We'll call it Disney IP. <laughs> I mean they're gonna come up with a better <laughs> a better name than that. But then we've got that and then you have the Redwood uh trail. So right. there's not that much left to be turned into IPs before it's just not California adventure right, anymore. Right. Well, if they do like the Big Warf? Hero 6. What's a wharf called? It's Pacific Wharf, but you could turn that into I Big mean, Hero 6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And, and Pacific what is Wharf it? doesn't San really... San Francisco, something like that? Oh, yeah, it's San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. San um, Francisco. And I mean, to add on to what Emily was saying there, I mean, again, even California Adventure has had its IPs in the past because, um, crap, not Incredicoaster, California Screamin' wasn't didn't have an ip attached to it mm-hmm. twilight zone tower of terror did right but true. the reason that i defend that is one because it's also based on the hollywood tower hotel mm-hmm. which fits in with the california theme and it's two, in the hollywood studios land right mm-hmm. it's in hollywood backlot so yes. it works and two because it's based on twilight zone but that was very much secondary to the theme. The theme was, we're going to scare the crap out of you. But it's <laughs> yeah. Twilight Zone. Now it is very much, whereas you really, I don't know if you, I would say that it was all about Twilight Zone, the previous ride, but now it is all about Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. That's not necessarily a bad change. I'm just trying to explain right. my aversion to it. Totally. And like, I agree with Disneyland. Um, I, I don't, realize or I don't recognize it as much as you said David like I didn't recognize that there are so many IPs kind of already in place at Disneyland that started it like that um but I don't mind it it's very it's still like kind of classic Disney and it's Disneyland so it makes sense with how they've organized it it's just that yeah. 
California adventure is no longer a California adventure. Right. Um, and, but another thing I feel like they could, I mean, if they wanted to keep consistent with the California theme, I feel like they could have done a better, not as much of in your face IP changes. Like they could have made, kept the California themes, but kind of fit the rides to that instead of the other way around. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I wonder if they're going to rename it. Like I can see them dropping the California and just doing like adventure something, you know, Disney's, Disney's adventure. adventure. Park. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agency fix, but I mean, I, you don't I'm even have they... to keep the adventure part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to keep that. They could completely go with a rebrand on the level of, it doesn't even have to have Disney in it. Just, you know, do, do like you did with Epcot or something like that and just find yeah. a way to tie all the things together and then boom, you got it. The mm-hmm. only park that I've known that's been renamed was uh, the one in Florida. The used yeah, to be like MGM Studios or something. Studios? Yeah. 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 And now what what it's called it now. I mean, either. I think it's, it's isn't it just Hollywood? the Hollywood Studios? Oh, I think so. I think so. Because I, the last, the one and only time I went there was when it was still MGM. Oh, well, the recurrent theme in this discussion seems to be we don't have answers, but we have thoughts, <laughs> we myself have so very thoughts. much included there. But, you know, as IPs long as it's genuine, no IPs. I think, right? Huh? I think as long as it's genuine and it comes across not as like a money grab marketing stunt kind of thing. Yeah. Then it makes yeah. sense. Then it's good. You know, I yeah. mean. I'd be really happy Disney Adventure. (laughs) Yeah, Disney Adventure, you know? I mean, yeah, I I do kind of wish that there were other, even if it was just like a California section of the park and then have different interesting exhibits, like maybe where Redwood Creek Challenge Trail is, just keep that whole park California and then do what you want for the rest of it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, you could, you could do a whole host of things. It would be very, very easy to do a quick rebrand of Grizzly River Rapids as a, like a brother bear kind of thing. If you really, really wanted to, and then just go into planes for the California Soren section of it. So it'd be, it'd be real easy. The, Gig, the jig is out on whether or not I actually want that to happen, though. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So that's that's I've exhausted my thoughts on that. <laughs> so let us know what you guys think. If um, you like the mix that there is right now, whether it's the low tech rides versus high tech rides or IP versus non IP. But that does it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thanks for listening and stay safe and healthy. And don't forget to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu at, I mean, what am I saying? Let me try that again. So, okay. <laughs> I was about to say an email. Okay. Uh, check out our episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. Yep. And while you're out there on the interweb, you can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Main Street UCI. Nothing special, no underscores, dashes, anything, just at Main Street UCI. Don't forget, while you're there, to give us a like, give us a follow, send us your questions, and send us your topic requests, because we absolutely love to hear from you. And while you're stuck at home, 
keeping safe, why don't you <laughs> check out our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, where you can get a boost on your career or your next job. You can find their courses at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.